This is The Coacherian, where coaches go to grow. Coacherian, like a terrarian for coaches. It's the pocket-sized podcast for leaders who coach to gain skills and confidence. Welcome to The Coacherian. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Coacherian. If you haven't listened before, we're Dana, Wendy, and Gary. This is the smallest podcast spread over the longest distance, over 5,000 miles from San Diego via Dallas to London, England. We started the Coach Room as a space for pocket-sized practical and actual ideas, tips and stories for leaders who coach. Why? Because that's who we are too. We are all coaches, but we also have been leaders in the corporate world. And we know from experience that your most precious asset is time. So we're not going to take up much of yours. So before we get into today's topic, I have a little mini icebreaker, this or that, for Wendy and Gary. So my question is, do you like to attend a party or host a party? I like to host a party, actually. I haven't hosted a party since sometime before COVID. So it's been it's been quite a long time. Um, but I really like inviting people into into our home um, and bringing people together. Actually, I really like bringing people together that didn't know each other. Um, and we know that they're going to connect with each other at the party. That's what I like to. I am the same, actually. I enjoy hosting. I love connecting people you know, finding ways that they're similar, uh, and connecting them and letting them run with that. And I just did this on Wednesday night, our, uh, a small group that we participate in, in our church once a month, we do a meal together and it was finally our turn to host the meal and we have a theme. And so we did Thanksgiving in June. <laughs> oh, I love uh, that. And I love that. it was really fun. So I love doing that. It's fun. I, I, before COVID, I was always planning parties and events. And then I kind of got burned out on that. And then, then when we stopped kind of, um, when we had COVID, it was a little bit different. And so now I found myself pacing myself, not trying to do too much, but giving myself time. Cause I do like that community gathering and small groups and, um, getting together with friends and neighbors and just creating um, space for people to connect. So I think we all three have that in common, which is amazing. I'm not surprised. So now in the Coachium episode, we're going to bring to life a particular question that you might be grappling with. So today we're going to be talking about what to do in your first week in a new role. We know several of you are out there in new roles right now. So Wendy, why don't you give us your take on this? Okay. I was excited to talk about this one because I've definitely done this poorly and well, I can, I can think of very, uh, distinct examples and the one where I think I did it pretty poorly. I actually only lasted in that company for about four or five months. And so I think there's definitely something to be said for starting well and so as I reflected on, you know, what, what did it, what happened in the situation where I started well and lasted in that role for, um, for years, you know, what did I do? And I think there were three key components and the first one is to prepare. So just being, uh, really well informed before that first starting 
day. You know, I think gone are the days where you showed up to an office on the first day and that's really when things began. Now with so many people working remote, you have to be much more prepared to begin. I mean, is someone sending you a computer? How are you accessing any of the information? Do you have to download software on your home computer? You know, how do you access all of this stuff? Uh, It's definitely forced us to start before our first day, right? To to start earlier. So uh, access is a big thing. Uh, And then I like to think about what did you learn in the interview process that you can put into practice pretty quickly? What did you learn about the company? Do you need to research them more? Do you need to look at their social media, look at their competitors? Do you need to test their software? If, If they're a company that puts out products or a software, have you ever used those items? Uh, Can you, we have the benefit of being able to get to know colleagues through LinkedIn, for example, we can read about them, we can find out what other people have said about them, look at reviews, people have, you know, references people have given both for them and references they've given. That's really interesting, because if you look at a recommendation someone has given someone else on LinkedIn, you can learn what they value. You know, is this someone that recommended a colleague and said, I really valued how uh, this person was super trustworthy. They were on time. Like, are those the types of things that they comment about? Because if it's so, that's probably how you can start off on a right foot with that, that new colleague as well. So writing down your questions and confirming all of this with your new boss ahead of time. So, and then the, the last thing in terms of preparation is how will you introduce yourself? You're going to be meeting a whole bunch of new people. What are you going to say, right? How, what are you going to tell about yourself? Or is this a super long explanation? Oh, well, I was born in such and such a day and time. And, uh, you know, what, what are the kind of top three things you want people to know about you when you start this new role? And for those of you where meeting new people is not something that you enjoy or that comes easily, can you ask your new manager or an HR leader to make some initial introductions for you and allow you to then take it from there? So, so helping set the right stage so that you're not feeling overwhelmed from the beginning. So that's kind of the first part is preparation. And then when you start recognizing that your primary job that first week is learning. So who are going to be your key work relationship relationships? Gallup's research shows that having a quote, best friend at work fuels greater performance, but this can take time. So we don't want to rush it, but we do want to identify a few possibilities. I think a lot of us who have had best friends at, at work would say that there were some quick uh, connections that were made. You know, how, who is someone at work that I have something in common with? Maybe we're in the same stage of life with kids or, or, you know, being just out of college or whatever. So can you schedule some times Uh, coffee, lunch, you know, whatever to get to know those people more, not trying to overload yourself in the first week, but booking a few of those out over the next couple of weeks and, and preparing some questions to ask those people. So for example, what do you think I should know in order to be successful in either this role or in this team or in this company? And then 
The other thing that you really want to be learning this week is how can you add value? You know, what are the biggest pain points and goals for this role? If you don't already know from the interview process, your job, like I said, is to learn, to be a sponge, to ask questions, to offer to help in areas where you think you could add value, and then to take up other people's offer to help you keeping all the lines of communication open. And remember that they hired you for a reason. You have a lot to offer. They already like you, right? This isn't something that you're like trying to win right out of the gate. So the first step was preparation. The second was learning. And the third is care, just taking care of yourself, remembering your basic needs, getting a good night's sleep, thinking back to to elementary school or, or when our moms used to say, it's a school night and you should get some good sleep before you start off, you know, following some of those basic patterns in life to make sure we get enough sleep. We're hydrated. We actually have food, right? We don't skip, skip out on the meals. And So whatever de-stressing tools you already have in your toolbox, making sure to take advantage of those and plan for times to use those that week. So maybe it's journaling or singing or physical exercise, breathing practices, gratefulness, prayer, meditation, or just decompressing with trusted friends or family. Uh, Trust why they hired you and why you accepted the position and relax, remembering that they already like you. So that's my thoughts. I love it. I, and something, Wendy, that I think comes through really clearly, and I, I talk to a lot of people about it at the moment as well, is when you started talking about three things. So think about three things to introduce yourself or three things that is sort of your initial perspective, because uh, particularly at the moment in a lot of organizations, when you're joining a new role or an organization, it's an organization that's gonna be moving at a real pace, maybe in a lot of uncertainty coming out of COVID and so on. It's a lot of very disrupted industries right now. So people don't have a lot of time. So that's, you know, the time for the kind of, well, this is where I went to school and let me give you the 20 year career history, <laughs> you know, to be able to go into a, you know, a, a connection meeting and, and just quite quickly create that connection and that personal brand is really helpful so I, I love the way you pull all that together Wendy uh, Dana sorry yeah thank you Wendy um, I thought I love focusing on that first week this question of what would you do in your first week in a role and and that you brought in the the healthy the pieces of like getting the sleep and getting the rest that's you know that you're probably tense that week because you're meeting new people and you're not sure what's expected of you so I think that was key the other thing I think is Having that one liner that you can say about yourself when you introduce yourself and you talked about your brand, Mm -hmm. your personal brand. And I think this is sometimes overlooked and people are trying to figure out and quickly connect with this person. And lots of times the company that we're going into might not have a good onboarding program or a cohort program or a program to give you a buddy. So you've kind of got to create all that on your own. So I appreciate your ideas of ways to connect, even when there's not something in place in a company to do that. So I really appreciated that. That was great. And I think there's a lot of people um, moving around right now. So it's, um, it's interesting to watch what's, what's going on and and to give them these tips. So these were great, great tips. Thank you, Wendy. Um, So 
I would agree that this is something we all need to focus on and think about. So thank you for bringing this topic to the Coacherium today. We hope you've enjoyed our conversation and picked up one or two tips that you can put into practice right away. And we would love for you to know that we're going to be picking up on questions raised on the coaching forum on Facebook. So do engage, reach out, and let us know if there's anything you'd like us to feature in a future episode. You can also help us out too. If you like this conversation, do follow and send us a like on social channels and tell your friends and listen in next time. Thanks again. Thanks, Wendy. Thanks, Gary, for being here. Thank you, Dana. See you soon. This has been another episode of The Coacherium. Follow, like, and subscribe to our content to receive updates on future episodes. Join us again soon in The Coacherium.